The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. Glory to you, Lord Christ. The Passover of the Jews was near, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. In the temple he found people selling cattle, sheep, and doves, and the money changers seated at their tables. Making a whip of cords, he drove all of them out of the temple, both the sheep and the cattle. He also poured out the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables. He told those who were selling the doves, take these things out of here. Stop making my father's house a marketplace. His disciples remembered that it was written, zeal for thy house will consume me. The Jews then said to him, what sign can you show us for doing this? Jesus answered, destroy this temple and in three days I will raise it up. Then the Jews said, this temple has been under construction for 46 years and will you raise it up in three days? But he was speaking of the temple of his body. After he was raised from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this and they believed the scripture and the word that Jesus had spoken. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be found acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Last year was a leap year, and who knew the leap that we were all about to make? March 1st, the day that the Newton City Council voted to accept Grace Church's application for CPA funding to restore our bell tower, was the one-year anniversary of the last day of our winter parish retreat at the Barbara C. Harris Camp on February 29th, 2020. I was meeting online with Bishop Gates this past week to discuss his upcoming visit to Grace, and I mentioned this. I said, you might remember our winter retreat last year, and he immediately said, yes, Regina, I remember. We had the honor of being the diocese introduction into the new reality of COVID-19. But that fact will never overshadow for me how fun and enjoyable that retreat was. What a time of connection and community, relaxation and recreation. And it feels so fitting that one year later to the day, we at Grace would see the results of several years of teamwork come to fruition with the city council vote that will enable us to preserve and restore the bell tower for our own congregation, but also for the whole neighborhood and the larger community. And I know it's Lent, but I just have to say alleluia to that. We earned that alleluia. God's grace and plenty of gumption were involved in this result. The teamwork and leadership of Grace folks laid the foundation for many others in the community to support our efforts by speaking to their own personal connection to the bell tower. 
That is something that we've discovered over the long haul of this past year. We are not the only ones who care about our historic home. Lots of Newton residents have a personal connection to the Grace Church campus, to the anchor of the tower, to the sound of the Eldridge chimes ringing out, and they wrote hundreds of letters to the city council to share their memories and to share their desire to see that it be preserved. On the one hand, this past year of pandemic has been really challenging, isolating, with all our normal activities as church disrupted. We miss seeing one another in person terribly, or when we are together, seeing one another in person face to face, as the hymn says. All of that is deeply true. But this past year has seen perhaps the greatest and most sustained effort of teamwork in this church's 165-year history. And that teamwork was bolstered by all the other acts of connection and caring and service to each other and to the larger community that we took part in this past year. We had come together before the pandemic to map out a sense of vision and mission and to articulate our core values as a community. I was speaking with a clergy colleague recently who said that their church was partway through their strategic planning process when the pandemic hit, and they had to go back and revise much of what they had done in light of it. You know, at Grace, we have not had to do that. We've had to shift and delay some aspects of how we were gonna roll out the accomplishment of our mission, vision, and values. But the words that we chose are even more important in light of the pandemic. Not a single word of that statement needs to be altered. Not a single priority is no longer appropriate. And I'm very proud of that. We have been living out our values all year the way that you work on a project is just as important as the goal of the project. And the values that we have claimed as identity shaping for us at Grace have enabled us to stick together and just take this tower process piece by piece. And we've done this knowing every step of the way that this project is not an end in itself. Restoring the bell tower is what we need to do so that we can keep on being Grace Church in Newton Corner, worshiping, serving, caring, loving, learning, and fellowshipping together. Our historic home is our home base. It's our inheritance, and it's our turn to steward it through a challenging time. And I think it's a great testament to the leadership of our parish that they have not lost sight of our larger mission, even during all these Zoom meetings and uh, city council webinars, we've held on to that. I've learned something very important this year about faith. I told you back in the fall when I came back from my summer sabbatical that I had had a revelation about the tower. This happened when I was up at the BCH camp, interestingly enough. When Bishop Bud Cedarholm retired, 
the diocese honored his request to build a special cabin on the lake where priests and their spouses could go on retreat. I've nicknamed this the Cedar Home Cottage for Runaway Clergy. So I was up by myself at the cabin, enjoying this uh, clergy retreat cabin, enjoying the solitude and the view of the lake from the porch. And I was praying a lot, and I was praying a lot about the tower. And I'm used to praying about things for years and years without receiving anything that resembles a specific answer. But I was pretty surprised to receive a clear message about the tower in my prayer. I guess that like all my friends, the Lord had also gotten tired of hearing about this subject from me and decided perhaps it was time to weigh in. And the answer that I got about what we should do about which course we should take, which at that point was still uh, not really clear to us that we had headed in a specific direction. The message that I got was this. I heard God say in my heart, I just want you to be faithful. That's all I want from you and from Grace Church in this. And that's all I ever want from you. I just want you to be faithful. God's providence works incrementally. We only ever have the present moment. The past is behind us and the future is not into being yet. All we can do is look deeply at where we are and what's in front of us and make the next faithful choice, take the next faithful step. St. Paul said, we see through a glass darkly, through a mirror dimly, and that's how it's always going to be for us in this life. The psalmist says, thy word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. God has given us this flashlight and it only illuminates about five feet in front of where we're stepping. To trust in God is to recognize that that five feet of light is enough. It's enough for us. Your grace is sufficient for me, and your power is made perfect in weakness, Paul also said. God's power is made perfect through our weaknesses, through our human limitations, but only if we trust in God to guide us. This has been a whole year of just trying to figure out what is the next faithful choice, what is the next faithful step? And then trusting enough to take that step and to make that choice. The Psalm today is one of the most beautiful Psalms in the Psalter. And it has three verses in the middle that are this exquisite hymn to the Torah. The Torah for Jews is not just the, a collection of laws. It is a pathway, it's a holy way of life that has been given to them by God. Psalm 19 says this, the law of the Lord is perfect and revives the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure and gives wisdom to the innocent. The statutes of the Lord are just and rejoice the heart. The commandment of the Lord is clear and gives light to the eyes. 
The fear of the Lord is clean and endures forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. I've been thinking about these verses in light of the pandemic this year. This year, so much in our lives and in our larger society has seemed imperfect or compromised, uncertain, unjust, opaque and confused, diseased and false. But God's Torah, God's pathway for us is perfect, sure, clear, just, and true. God's Torah is reliable, stable, dependable, and life-giving, no matter what. God's Torah, along with the way of the cross that Jesus walked first for us in order that we follow him, is our source of strength and stability, no matter what else is happening in the world as long as we keep returning to God's mission, vision, and values individually and as a community, we are going to be okay. We're going to be able to take the next faithful step. There's an old gospel song that I love that I asked Chris to play uh, at the opening that says, we've come this far by faith, leaning on the Lord, Trusting in his holy word, he's never failed me yet. Oh, can't turn around. We've come this far by faith. I know it's Lent, but I'm still going to say, Alleluia. Praise the Lord. In God's name, amen.